Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off of Roll the 20 Sided Die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. For the first time in six months, we are finally sitting down, standing up together to record another episode. Um, there was kind of like the ongoing joke while you were out is that I fired you, but um, I'm glad you're back because I've actually legitimately missed you. Oh, I didn't realize. Were you joking with other people about this? How many people did you tell I was fired? Oh, only the um, two other guests that I had. <gasps> yeah, you told me I could have guests. I've never been more hurt than I am right now. Anyways, so Cody, I guess what what basically happened is anybody didn't really realize what happened for the hi- six months hiatus that we took. Cody had another kid. I did. I, yes. And I moved. And so like we, we both started new jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, and we both started brand new jobs like pretty much at the same time. So like a lot happened. And what Cody I did to recover for six months. What that was really cool is I started a new job and then like. I think less than a month later went on paternity leave. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're like, hey, um, by the way, I want this new job. And also, bye. I'm out of here. Yeah, I think I've solidly took a month off this year. Like, yes. Because so, I took two weeks off when I quit my job. And then I was gone for two weeks with my with my son. Um, yeah. Although I was kind of working through that. But, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the first child hiatus was like two three months the second child hiatus was a full six because parenthood sucks um it's different this time for sure like we have two kids which yeah you have to deal with two kids is more yeah it's a lot harder for me to like have a night and just go oh hey mandy tonight's your night you know i'm gonna go hang out with my friend you have to deal with the baby that was easy to do when there was one of them when there's two of them it's like uh I, th- we're recording late tonight because he's woken up four times in an hour so yeah you know yeah, it's brutal i mean cute kid but man parenthood you guys you you guys you and mandy make parenthood sound like a nightmare well and i, I mean like, i like being the like friend slash like uncle character who like comes and gets to hang out with the kid for like two hours and then leaves and never sees the kid again for like another month well, it was like, funny. Like, that's what we... I've been doing with um, our friend Diana's kid. It's just like yeah. coming, hey, what's up, T? And then peace. <laughs> we we talked about this briefly yesterday where you, you were telling me that, like, you thought the worst part of having a kid would be the diapers. And I was like, that doesn't even clock on the scale of bad things about having a kid. Yeah, I guess I forgot about all of the screaming and the waking up and yeah. the getting, getting immediately heated once you don't get your way i forgot all about that stuff see that stuff doesn't it, it, i mean it's different for everybody i've never met a single parent who was like i wish i didn't have to change diapers like that's like a that's like a tv show thing because it's hard to show anything else and that's really like visual yeah it's hard to show that six months where you just want to drown them. well it's 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 hard to show being bored like what i told you is the worst part of parenting is the boredom it's the it's the it's the monotony it's when you just have to like do the same thing with a kid like 300 times because to them it's new and interesting and to you you're just like this is this is long ago become uninteresting to me (laughs) you know um yeah yeah buddy buddy trust trust in me so so in the boredom and in the tedious i know what happened last time when you had a kid is that you ended up watching and or playing a lot of stuff in the meantime and so what we kind of wanted to do for today's episode was talk about all the stuff we have been watching and or doing in the meantime because 
we used to do that every single week. And now yeah, there's a lot of backlog of stuff I like want to yell at you about. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like there's like two big ones that like we both did that I want to talk about. But I also want to like share a bunch of the stuff that I've been doing as well. But like there's two, uh, I guess technically three huge ones. The sec- the last one you didn't really do, but like it's something that you're interested in. <laughs> Demon Souls. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 But, well, but, yes. but um, I guess let's hit. It. What do you want to start talking about? Because I got a whole list. And you I mean, I have a game. list. I, I yeah, have a list. Yeah. So what I want to start with talking about is Dune, 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 and Dune. So, so the book, the movie, the second movie, and then all of the other books. <laughs> so I want to talk about the books. I want to talk okay. about the movie. I want to talk about the other movie, and I want to talk about the sci-fi show. Um, because there was, there was a sci-fi miniseries. Yeah. That my, so my dad likes, okay. So Dune came out not recently anymore, long enough ago that it is no longer relevant at all. It was really good. The, the newest Dune, the, the movie was excellent. Like I, it's, it's almost boring to talk about because like I could go through and try to list all the things that did amazing, but you know, there you have, I don't think you, you haven't seen it, right? I have not seen it. I have not read the books. I have not seen the first movie. So the thing going into it is I know a ton of people who love Dune. And like I'm it's one of those things where I'm just so happy to see them get a movie that works for them. Like, hey, I, I didn't know anything about Dune. I, I had seen the David Lynch movie. Okay, so I love David Lynch. And so at yeah, some point I watched David Lynch's The Dune and I was like, oh boy, David Lynch. You, just, you called it The Dune, which makes it sound like a superhero. David I know. Lynch's I'm just, the I'm just, Dune. I'm being crappy. And I feel like there's been this like resurgence of people trying to defend that movie being like, but well, look at all the interesting it is trash i there's some impressive special effects friend i'm surprised you weren't one of the people who's like oh yeah this movie is actually great i'm surprised i like okay normally right i'm a hipster about stuff and and i love david lynch so i'll defend everything else he's ever done i think just about everything else i have absolutely loved of david lynch and he is a weirdo and he's like my favorite kind of character to look at but <laughs> I mean, it's like incomprehensible the decisions that they made, and some of the special effects. I like watched a thing about it; they're really impressive. But it's like bang for your buck. That movie was unbelievably expensive, required an amazing amount of technical work, and looked like crap. And half the special effects that they spent tons of money and time on would have looked better had they not done the special effect was namely the, the shields was huh? the big worm in it the big worm wasn't it and actually the big worm was one of the few special effects there's one worm shot that looks good that's about the only special effect that looked good if you get a chance look up the shield fights okay just terrible um mm-hmm. now okay yeah which worm doesn't look that bad wow that's a horrible sentence to say out loud um <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think it's probably true though um <laughs> anyways so uh, going to look at like dune is a larger thing i hadn't read the books i saw a trailer for the new movie and visually i was like okay i'm interested now um and watched it and i mean it's just like it hits every beat the the visuals are stunning the music is great the acting is incredible it's extremely well cast compared to the book it feels like the person that made this understood the book 
it's like Lord of the Rings where they changed a lot. They left a lot of stuff out. A lot of things are different, but you can tell Peter Jackson cared about Lord of the Rings and then made the movies. That's how I feel about this. Like whoever was involved in this, like writer, director, all of these people clearly cared and understood about their source material and then made a movie. What I find interesting now reading the book and further into the series, I haven't finished the whole series yet is like, a lot of people that I talk to are like, Dune's a good book, and then there's a bunch of other ones. And I'm like, Dune is not a good book and only makes sense in its context. Like, Dune as a book, and as a movie especially, and especially with David Lynch's The Dune, it doesn't work as a as a standalone, okay. as a standalone movie. <laughs> because yeah. it is absolutely about a white guy with superpowers going to the desert and saving everybody by by being the best and the smartest at everything and they all uh, think he's like magic issue with a lot of um sci-fi and um stories written in um white culture is uh, right a lot of and, white savior stuff well and that's the thing is like people talk about dune like it's like oh it's all this complicated stuff and there's all these plans and there are in the first book and none of them go anywhere and it could have been way pared down but it's like i don't want to spoil this too much but the end of dune ends with like a heroic white savior kind of character right and then as you do basically from like two pages before the end of the book and then through the rest of the series it is about how all of that always fails and doesn't work and ends up causing way more problems it is like this guy does something big and impressive and bold and does his white savior moment and then the galaxy falls apart <laughs> and that's the story of dune it's not about him winning it's about him losing okay that, that honestly drives my interest because that's kind of fun it is about what happens when someone who doesn't understand a culture wields it like a hammer and then it gets out of control <laughs> like it that's is kind of fun i like it's that. way more fascinating like the books get really interesting with the like ramifications of these like big heroic characters and why they are like not to be trusted and not even why they aren't to be trusted, but why they're mm, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. It feels like a more realistic reading of like heroic leaders because we have yeah. these images of these big heroic leaders in our heads, right? Yeah, Stories yeah. are told about them and it's like, I think were they monsters? <laughs> like, these people that are willing to, like, wield their will on such a massive scale and cause yeah. such swaths of devastation. It's like, they are not heroes. They're weird, impressive, awe-inspiring people, maybe, but that's not necessarily the same thing as saying that they're, like, a good in and of themselves. It's, yeah. it's a fascinating read on that once you go past the end of the first book. Um, so I'm, I'm always suspicious now of anyone that's like, I like Dune and then there's all the rest of them. And I'm like, you really should read the, the rest of them. And I will say to her credit, the one person I know who has not said that to me is our friend Diana, who's like, I forgot everything that happened in Dune. And I only remember the later books where things fall apart. So I was like talking to her about stuff that happened in Dune. And she was like, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> Because she forgot that whole first book. Um, yeah. Also, the one thing I will say that is very dated with these books is they were written a long time ago. Is there is there is one character that's a woman that has interesting motivations, and that's like uh, Paul, the main character, his mom. Awesome character, great in the book, great in the movie. 
every other character is basically there with the motivation i wish i could have a baby and that is it <laughs> like <laughs> i'm really looking forward to because they they cast um is her name zendaya i think yeah this girl zendaya. from spider-man yeah they cast her as like the love interest for Paul Atreides. And in the book, she's the love interest for Paul Atreides. She says like two things and then she has a baby and that's it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, well, they cast someone really like talented and popular. They better do yes. something with that character. <laughs> yeah, Zendaya is extremely popular. Uh, extremely popular. I don't know why. Yeah, and she's great. Like, so she's bad. really good in everything she's in. So I'm everything like, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Fantastic character give it a little bit more to do she was in that like um circus freak um musical movie and she did great and that movie is kind of yeah um with hugh jackman um, oh uh greatest showman yeah 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 the movie's kind of just glorifying a guy who's an extremely horrible like lying bigot but it like she did great Yeah, that's another one that it's like they really don't delve into him as like a real character. It's no, like no, oh, just we'll just make him look like your white polish him, yeah. polish him as clean as possible. And I will say, to its detriment, the David Lynch movie absolutely did that. At the end, Paul Atreides is just like, "I'm the king of everything, and nothing bad happened." And I'm like, "That's not." Yeah. Also, um, and then he goes in, on to be a detective in a small town where a bunch of weird stuff happens. Don't even don't start talking crap. I will come to no, I, I will like come Twin to your Peaks. house and I like fight you if you start well, throwing. Ta- well, can I tell you the one thing that I didn't like about Twin Peaks is What's when that? um there was a plot line where the character had to have the Confederates win in order to be okay with himself. I don't yes. remember that plot line. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, like the hotel owner dad guy like goes into this weird like psychosis type thing where he's reenacting the Civil War. But oh well, he's a bad the, person. But he needs to have the Confederates win in order for him to be okay with them. And so there's a whole plot line about how we need to make the Confederates win, and they thought that was okay. I mm, I disagree with you. I think that that is totally reflective of his character. He's a horrible person. He's like a monstrous Watch man. Watch it again. <laughs> watch it again i don't think david lynch is trying to make the argument that the confederates i will say won. it wasn't david lynch who wrote that because that's after david lynch left the show for like a half of that season that's why the season fall, second season falls down so hard well so that is i will say is it is not true. david lynch because david lynch doesn't suck like that but it is a thing that happened to the show and to the detriment of the show it kind of ruined it for me but isn't it just kind of about how that character is like a bigoted weirdo? No, they don't show it in that light. They don't. They just show I have to it go as back being, and rewatch that. You yeah, they just show it as being like a weird thing that happens. They don't show it as him being bad. They just show it as a weird thing that happens. Just rewatch it, Cody, because it's I not showing the light it. that you're thinking. <laughs> but anyways, so I'll do one. Um, I'm gonna do a movie that I saw that I really loved and that had like a huge impact on me. And then maybe we can talk about something we both did. I don't know. I don't care. Um, so you watch Neon Genesis Evangelion, the series, and then the um end of Ava, the movie that comes after it, right? I have not watched the end of Ava. No, I can't figure out the order to watch all this. You stuff absolutely in. did because we talked about it on the show. <laughs> did I though? Yes, you did because we talked about it on the show. I don't think you I have. did. Cody, we talked about it on the show. We absolutely. I did. don't remember it. I remember <laughs> the ending that I remember is everyone is soup, and then he tries to like choke out what's her name. That is in the Veva. 
Oh, okay. Then I've seen End of Ava. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this movie. Explains the movie. <laughs> I thought that was where the show ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so what actually happened is I think of like two two thousand something is um Hideaki Hideaki Anno um rebooted the series in these movies called the Rebuilds of Ava, and he like the first movie follows the um Evangelion story like for the first like I think eight or so episodes and the second movie kind of follows and then like splits into its own like story and then the third movie is completely different from the series and then the fourth movie that just released in i think august was supposed to be like his like true ending the final in evangelion that he will write like there's no more this is the actual end of ava period the end and so I have been like, so I followed Ava a little bit as a kid, like didn't really get into it because it was weird. And then like as an adult, I started like rewatching and I really fell in love with the story, read the manga, fell in love with it even more. And then rewatched End of Ava like four times. And so this movie coming out was like a big deal for me because it's like, oh, hey, either this can be like a good end to the series, so this is the end, or it's going to suck and everybody's going to be mad. And what I will say is that, A, you're not paying attention to me. And B, I'm just looking at my other monitor. I have two. <laughs> and B, the the end of sorry, Evangel Neon Genesis Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a Time, huge title, was a fantastic freaking movie. And they tied up loose ends. It was a cool spectacle. Like we start with this whole scene where they like you know pretty much try to live life as normal and he's living like shinji's living on this farm and kind of like trying to cope with all the like horrible things that happen to him throughout the thing so you got to get this like whole view on mental health and like you know moving on from these big traumatic moments and then the last like hour hour and a half of the movie is like so action-packed and it's great it does like the evangelion bullshit that i love and hate where they like bring in all these religious symbolism and then it's just like hey but like what if it was a cool sci-fi thing instead of being religious and but it was like really cool really cool action they wrapped up a lot of stuff of characters they did a lot of things that i didn't think they were gonna do and then they ended it and they ended it rather than having a depressing thing where he starts choking out someone on a beach they ended it in a place where everybody can move on and with their lives and i thought it was a fantastic thing it's the longest evangelion movie ever and it shows because like he like pauses thinking like oh yeah we're probably gonna end this movie and there's still another hour and a half left and it's like oh my god but it was fantastic and i'm glad that it's like one of those things where like the the door is closed on this anime and that unless someone else reboots it or whatever it's over i'm surprised that was rewritten or not rewritten I guess expanded to have a more positive or cathartic end. I guess like well, I would say cathartic, yeah. Because uh, yeah, I mean, like the ending of the like anime, I guess, in the movie is like fairly bleak. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not a it's not a fun, especially like if you're a kid and watching it. Like, yeah, it's pretty not fun. It's, it's <laughs> they, not. It's not they fun pretty at all. Much and, remove like, all the fun from that. <laughs> And there's things that happen in this movie that are also not fun, but it does especially do a deep exploration on like mental health or what it like. And it does a deep exploration on his characters and like 
in a way like what it means to be human and like the whole what happens when we fall down yeah instead of like the, oh yeah we get back up and we like climb out no it's like sometimes you struggle for a very long time and you might end up making everybody else's life a miserable hell in the meantime but eventually you can cope with it and you can move on past the big trauma that happened to you and, it, and it's great and it like actually did a good job and a good exploration on each and every characters even characters that are absolutely hated and i i loved it yeah i mean that is a show that's full of despicable characters there's not yeah. really a lot of likable care i don't really and i think that's on purpose though because you're not gonna I think have the only character i like everybody's is the... a good person yeah i think <laughs> the only character i even remotely liked was like the lady that was an alcoholic yeah and her kind of like on again off again boyfriend and that's about yeah, i it. mean I, lo- I love those characters but it, I don't know. It, it, they did a great job. I know it's probably not going to be something that you've like followed through and watched, but like for the me, only reason I it was a like, thing that like it, it, it was really good for me, and I was I need really to like find a watch guide to figure out like what because it's kind of been like recut a few times, right? Like there's different yeah, and I will say what you watch the original series and the ending movie. That's that's one thing, and then the only other thing that you really need to watch if you wanted to follow through on it will be the rebuilt movies one, two, three, and then one plus three. So that's how. Why is it called one plus three? I don't know because they like to be weird with titles. But it's literally it's one point one one, two point two two, three point three three, three point oh plus one point oh, thrice upon a time. That's how it goes. I just you know. It's anime, buddy. Uh, it's anime, buddy. It's the worst. It's the... I hate numberings. <laughs> yeah, but again, like, it was a great wrap-up, and I'm, I'm glad that it exists, and I'm glad... Like, it was one of those things, right? I, I, I will admit, I did, like, legitimately cry at the end of this movie because, like, they wrapped up everything and they touched on stuff. It would be, it would be a I lot... It would be a lot more pleasing, for sure, to have that be wrapped up because it was left in a horrible place in the first yeah. one. Yeah, they like, even go back to that beach. It's pretty, just, pretty miserable <laughs> as an yeah. ending. It, that was like the one thing when I talked to my friend who's like really into it. You know who you are, Ryan. Um, where like he's just like, but aren't you happy? It had a happy ending. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's like I did not think he was going to end it on a happy note, but I also think for the author, it shows like a bit of growing up, and it shows like his kind of path on his whole thinking. He's like, oh yeah, the world's bleak and dark into being like oh no we can move on past this and I don't well know, yeah it's great. a decision i guess it's a, it's a surprising one to me that you would go you would stray into optimism as you write more yeah <laughs> it feels like not generally the tack people take it, and, and i mean like and i think that the his, the last movie was like his love letter to all of the fans and i and i think it, and it shows and it, it just it really shows well, yeah, so that that's like my big. Well, I think that was like one of the biggest ones for me, like in the six month period. So what else you got? Okay, so I'm curious actually if you've seen this one because I don't think we talked about it, but I also would be surprised if you hadn't. Did you watch um, Midnight Mass? I have not. Okay, so, I so won't my say. Wa- so my watching thing has shrunk like so much since I moved here, and like in a different time with different like groups of friends so it's hard to like um schedule time on my own to watch because like now for everybody who's on the easter time because i get off work at eight o'clock well sorry seven o'clock for them so everybody's like ready to go to like hang out or go to bed and i'm just like (laughs) i didn't even have a break but yeah so what's 
I know what Midnight Mass is, and I probably will watch it. Just so I, I should look up the directors of there, the, like the show creators for these, because uh, it's it's kind of like I feel like we get one of these a year now. Um, it's the same people that did. Um, let's see, who is it? Oh yeah, 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 Mike Flanagan, right? So this is the same yeah. person that did Bly Haunting of Bly Manor and Haunting at Hill House, and I loved Monster. both of those. I have not um, watched all of them all the way through, unfortunately. Oh man, I'm honestly shocked I'm, by that. I'm, yeah, I'm lagging, dude. I'm lagging hard. Cause these are like right up your alley, cause they're horror, but they're definitely emotionally driven horror. So it's not really like jump scares. It's not even necessarily. Mm, it is atmospherically creepy, but yeah, most of the horror is very rooted in like the mind. It's the like mentality of it or the psychology of it that makes it scary. Yeah. So you're not really going to be like horrified because something really gross is happening. It's like the thought of what's going on is what's creepy, you know? Yeah. Um I will say the first two are far more fun to watch. And if you've seen the first two, they're not that fun to watch. Can I, can <laughs> like, I ask you something about the um Midnight Mass? Sure. It gets like really depressing, like Catholic horror, doesn't it? Uh, Y'all Catholic. Trying to think of the right way to put this, I would say it is more complicated than going religion bad. That's really not the tone that it takes. And the horror, although the imagery is very religious, it's called Midnight Mass. So, yeah, it's about like. The, the setting is like a church community. Um, I would say the horror is not that like religion exists and it's scary. That's not really the point. It is how religion can be scary, right? So it's <laughs> very more nuanced. Easily. Well, and I, I want to give it really good credit for not taking the... Mm, so zeitgeist exists, right? Like the feeling of a time and especially amongst a certain age of people. And I think it is very popular to be very cynical about religion. And yeah. that comes from something, right? I'm not saying that's undeserved, but it is yes. easy, I think, to make those characters into very like straw man villains, right? Yeah. Um, that is not what this show does. Okay. Like your antagonists, except for like one person who just is terrible but they're not the main antagonist. They're kind of like a side character almost. The main antagonist really is extremely understandable, is very relatable. Like you definitely get where he's coming from and why and how he gets to where he is and what he's doing. Um, but okay, so the first two, I loved both of them. Very emotionally driven shows, very much about like kind of the horror and trauma that comes from relationships and how those can happen and whatever, yeah. right? But they're still kind of fun to watch. The characters are really engaging. There's cute moments. It's very... Yeah. It's almost uplifting and heartfelt in a way that this one kind of is too. But I will say I, I have never... Mm, it is rare to me to watch a show like this and see the commitment to its premise be carried out. Okay. It doesn't pull any punches. It is sad... But I don't know if I would call it depressing. Okay. Like, it really, to me, strikes an excellent balance of being... It's taking its subject matter seriously and takes it to its extreme. And I appreciate that. Um, but 
also does so in a way that's very humanizing. Like that's what I love about all three of these shows is they're very humanizing. They kind of are about the like merit and value of humanity and human dignity and trying to uplift ourselves to something higher than just like our baser instincts. Right. And this show absolutely does that. And it's, it's fascinating because like uh, there was some criticism on it for being it's very stilted like the the dialogue is not realistic it's very theatrical no yeah. part of this seems like conversations people would actually have yeah. and I, I kind of warned someone when I was watching it and I loved it, uh, but I kind of like warned someone like hey just so you know like it's pretty like grandstandy you know like there is yes. like as if you are watching Shakespeare people you know give soliloquies and stuff. And I watched a reviewer go like, yeah, I mean, like, that's what it is. It's not like they made a mistake. Like, they knew exactly what they were doing. And so I I appreciate that it committed to that. It's like, no, like, we're doing stage production kind of stare at the camera and deliver an emotional monologue. It doesn't need to make sense (laughs) in the context. No, this isn't how people talk. Who cares? (laughs) Like, we're doing like theater here we're doing acting as like a it is it's an artifice that isn't just trying to mimic reality um so i appreciated that and again it's one of those things that like every part of it fit together perfectly the the visuals the soundtrack the acting the directing all of that just like absolutely clicked into place like the emotional moments you feel and they hit really well um but again just one of those shows that absolutely is about like a both the triumphs and the failures of humanity in a very poignant way um and i and i love it for that even though it is very sad it is also very uh optimistic in a way i would say so watch it it's it's intense it you know it yeah. it's like yeah, painful it to watch intense. but it's because you like care about all the people <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I like stuff like that, but also I think it's a slow burn, isn't it? So, you know, mm-hmm. I said, I think it's a slow burn, isn't it? Like, it's one of those where it has a very slow buildup. Um, I think it's 10 episodes. How many episodes is it? 10 episodes. I don't even have to look to know it's 10 episodes because that's Netflix's new thing, 10 or 12 episodes, which kills my soul. Let me see here. And then I think we need to... No, it's seven episodes. Oh, okay. It, well, I was wrong. And I will say, like, things start kicking into high gear around episode four. It's like episode oh, four so was when I went... The show. Like, oh, geez. Like, they're really not pulling their punches. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I was shocked with what happened in... Like, halfway through the series, I was like, uh-oh. Uh, the... Okay, so this isn't gonna. Okay, this is gonna be hard to watch, and yeah. not in a bad way. And like, uh, this is gonna this is gonna be painful. Like. <laughs> so, Cody, you mentioned something in your last telling of your show, and I think it's time to talk about something we both watched. Um, you mentioned something about dialogue that doesn't sound like any normal human would say, and there's a lot of weird things in it. And I want to talk about the thing that came out like a month ago, the Cowboy Bebop live action yeah yeah so i mean if you're listening to the show you've heard us talk about kelly bebop before i mean kelly bebop anime released in 99 
um, follows a Western tragedy of um, a bunch of ca- uh, bounty hunters as they try to live their normal and everyday lives. And then um, the major thing that happens is that there is this bad guy named Vicious who comes back to haunt the main character multiple times throughout the series until, you know, it ends. Um, and so Netflix decided to fund a live action remake of their show. And, well, it's not going to be breaking news by the time this episode releases, but breaking news for us today is it was just announced that it didn't get a second season. Cody yeah, which I mean, I quit. Yeah, you quit. So, uh, like, I, I understand why, because I quit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the numbers were very low, and Netflix cancels a lot of things, but this was supposed to be the high-profile thing. It didn't land, and it got canceled, and it's fine. Like, I want, the only reason I wanted to see a second season is because of all the changes and all the crap that they did to it. I wanted to see how they were going to manage to tell the rest of that story. Like you, you told me what happens, and I don't know. Do we just want to say spoiler warning? Um, yeah, spoiler alert. I'll throw one we're, at the beginning too. Spoiler alert. It's been a long time. You should have seen this by now. And we're uh, the only reason I didn't spoil Midnight Mass for you is because I actually want you to go and watch that and enjoy it. Yeah, the only reason like, I didn't really spoil In the Vavas because the same thing. Um. So you told me what happens, right? That it's like there's like a twist for who the villain actually is, and it becomes yes. uh, what's her name? Uh, Julia. And I think that's I could see them making that show. If this show had been good and then they had that twist, I'd be down for it. I'd be totally fine. But the problem is the show was a dumpster fire and then they tried to throw a twist in. So and I don't know if you ever read it. So the big issue that I found with the show was like I so I sent you this article about like how the dialogue was bad and how this is kind of a product of the Josh Whedon-esque dialogue that comes out in movies like avengers and stuff like that how everybody has to be the quippy funny quirky character and it takes away from it because that's not how normal people talk normal people don't talk in jokes and normal people don't talk where everything has to be this weird thing and it was like something that's very noticeable on in the first episode of Cowboy Bebop because there's this thing where the guy's like, oh, yeah, let's see if these drug works and then we'll have cupcakes. And it's like, what? Why did you say that? You know what's funny? Um, <laughs> there's a part of me where that almost works. And this is where the show, it like doesn't commit hard enough for it to almost work. But do you remember the thing? It's like the dumbest. What's the... <sighs> It's like he's saying escape pod and it sounds like he's saying something else. Do you remember? The guy has like a weird helmet on and he's trying to say get in the escape pod. Yeah. But he it sounds like oh he said he thinks it says Ichabod, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like saying Ichabod, Ichabod, and they're all like in like a standoff shooting at each other, going like, What's Ichabod? And then they like kill the guy, and I think one of them's standing on a landmine or something, yeah, and they yeah. really never address how they're getting off the landmine. And then it has like they both it's like a completely flat shot where you see a skate pod written above a door. Yeah. And then Jet looks at Spike and goes, I found Ichapod. And then they both just like completely fake canned laughter go, ha 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 like totally fake laughter for way too long. It's just like the shot just keeps going of them just like fake laughing at Ichabod escape pod, like getting that mixed up Yeah, because they couldn't understand this guy. And I'm like, if the whole show had that, like staring at the camera, fourth wall, weird fake laugh breaks, I almost could have been okay with it as like a, 
like way too camp you know what i mean it's like if it was so campy that it was like the spirit i don't know if you ever saw that movie yeah yeah yeah. or like adam west batman like that level of campy i'd be like okay that's a style but the problem is 90 percent of the show isn't like that 90 percent of the show they're playing it straight and then they have a scene where they just stop dead and go ichabod ha 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 that's the thing is that what are it's you doing very, it's very josh whedon-esque where we have to like take the time to laugh at these everything has to be a quip and there was like one moment that i like truly like i truly hate it was um with faye and her quote-unquote mother and like her mother basically insinuates to like a guard that they're lying to that Faye is like loose, like loose downstairs. And Faye pretty much looks at the camera and like winks and goes like, oh no, I'm tight as a drum. And it's just like, no one would talk like this. If someone who's posing as your mother said that about you, you wouldn't just be, oh no, actually I'm tight as a drum, as a joke. You would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it's, like- it's, it's a weird, well, and especially with Faye, they really have no idea like what to do with Faye. So her, yeah. like, personality, it feels like, is, well... Well, they saw Faye, they said, oh, well, having the femme fatale type characters out of date, let's make her different. And then they tried to make her the quirky, funny girl, which she's not. And then, in trying to make her the quirky, funny girl, they failed because almost every line she has made me roll my eyes because she's just dumb. Yeah, yeah, it just ends up coming off as awkward instead of confident, basically. Like, yeah. mm, not better, really. Still weird. And they even changed the daggone dog and made him, like, a robot, kind of. Yeah, they made everyone lamer. I mean, that's, like, a thing that happened across the board, is everyone was lamer. And, okay, so I think you're totally right to say this is a product of the Avengers coming out. I was talking to my brother about it, and he's like, oh, so they just have to make everybody Star-Lord? And he's absolutely right about that. Now, what I will say, and I I don't follow pop culture super closely. I think that, like, Joss Whedon maybe is a horrible person. Yeah. Okay. I like Joss Whedon's movies. I have no, no judgment on him as a person. I don't follow stuff enough to know. But I will say, in the times when Joss Whedon has been given the opportunity to go, like, write a Joss Whedon-esque movie, generally the comedy lands well. Like Avengers, the comedy lands well. I'm sure he's actually a horrible person, but he's capable of executing that type of thing. Now, in Justice League, it turned into a mess because it was like three different directors. There's a whole thing there. But, like, this was clearly trying to do that and then just failed at it. Like, it felt like me trying to write Joss Whedon dialogue and being like, I'm not good at writing funny lines. It's actually hard to do that. Yeah. So, 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 but watch, watch the trend where it's like the Avengers, there's like some jokes. There was funny moments. We all laughed. There's like great things where like the Hulk and Thor stand together and the Hulk just punches Thor off the camera. Yeah. Fun there's stuff, funny like, bits. Fun stuff. And then we got Avengers too, but there's a little bit more. And like you have serious moments, but then they're making jokes in between. And then we have the next Marvel movie where there's more clips. And now we're all the way towards like the, like, ending of marvel where everything has to be a joke and that affected every show where like you're saying everybody has to be star lord making a funny quip at every second or acting dumb on purpose and it's just like that's not how these characters were originally written and that's not how characters or human beings interact ever where everything has to be a joke we're in the middle of a gunfight and we're making jokes that someone's about to kill you what well and that's like again like i'm fine with that happening it just has to be done well like there's and a, and that, that's what i mean about like the 
Do you remember the part that I'm talking about, right? The like Ichabod escape pod yes, thing. Like yes, you remember yeah, that scene, the te- Teddy Bomber thing. Yes. Like that can work in an action movie, but you have to actually be able to write jokes well, which is a skill that is not easy. And delivering comedic lines is hard. Writing comedic lines is very difficult. It actually doing that is really hard, and that's why there's Marvel movies that are great. And there's Marvel movies that aren't because when it when you try to write a quippy character and you fail, it's just painful. Like that's the worst. Like the reason why like something like Thor Ragnarok is great is like entirely because of the writers and directors. I would especially say the director because I like love Taiko Waititi. Yeah, so he's actually like guy. he like, can he's, he's a he as a director can write and direct funny lines you know what i mean and whoever did cowboy bebop clearly does not have that skill but they're just like well we have to do it funny because that's what marvel does like the times that you're thinking of it's a very skilled person making these things work and very good actors making this work you know and i and i guess and i know i got kind of into an argument like the other day where like someone's like oh they changed the story so people should just get over it's like and that's not even the main issue that i have with it it's the dialogue was flat and horrible the entire time and it's that like every character had to pretty much be a straight-up murderer and like everything was like rather like because there's a scene where like um in the first in the very first scene of the show they're fighting off the rebels and like spike pretty much shoots a guy point blank in the face what would have happened in the show is he would have disarmed that guy and like kicked him to the side he wouldn't have shot a person point blank in the face i don't remember if it's the face it might have been the chest but he shoots a guy at point blank that wouldn't it's, have it's happened an in the issue. Show. they're not just straight up hold on let me finish they're not just straight okay, up sorry. murderers and there's even like the scene where like the um like there was an assassin sent after him and like spike asks, oh who sent you and the guy goes f you and then he shoots him twice he shoots him dead wouldn't have happened to the show he would have just kicked him or he would have just waved his hand and walked off that like they made them all into just so flippant with people's life to even the point where they constantly make jokes about killing people. Oh, wow, you shot that guy in the face. <laughs> and so, well, and it, uh, it is like something that's handled in the show. And OK, so this is like an issue of not having orcs. Um, so the reason in in a movie you have your orcs is so that your heroes can have things they can kill without feeling bad about it. That sounds horrible to say, but that's the function that orcs serve in a lot of movies. They didn't do that in the show. They didn't just well, kill people in the show. In Marvel, you will notice that it's they make a lot of orcs. There's like some random alien Chitauri, that looks like a monster. Maxes, there's yeah. usually something that they can fight in Dark hordes <laughs> and not feel bad about killing. And because it it's like a lot different when you're like and then uh, Spike shoots a guy right in the face. And he's like, ah, oh, my family. Oh, I'm leaving orphans. Like, you know, you don't get that when you're killing orcs, right? Now, that's kind of lazy writing to have orcs that you can kill in mass and not yeah. feel bad about, right? Like, there's critiques to be made there. But it means that you don't have to handle the same moral dilemmas. In Cowboy Bebop, there are no orcs. Everyone is human. So anytime they're in a firefight, it is kind of like... You're dealing with really high stakes, and the show does that. Like, when you watch the show, deaths of even your villains are kind of treated with a little bit of, like, solemnity, you know? it's. I disagree with that, but continue. No, no, in the anime. Cowboy oh, Bebop. I thought you meant in the live action. I'm like, I no, 100% no, 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 in the anime. No, in the okay. anime. Like, in the yes. first episode, when the yeah, yeah, woman, with like... Yeah, yeah, and the woman, yes. Yeah, yeah, like, that's treated like a tragedy, and all of these things are, like, these 
character death moments are yeah. treated with a lot of gravity. Oh, I thought you were talking about live action. I was like, no. Yeah, but then when you make it live action, that already makes it worse because now you're shooting at real people. And then you want to make it like Avengers. So, well, they, they have to shoot people because the Avengers shoot people because it's like an action thing. But then it's like, well, now you're just shooting people. Like, and that's just a dude. <laughs> you yeah, know? That's the thing. Like, I wouldn't have mind if they were like shooting people. Like, yeah, and he's like, see, but you're shooting people and making jokes about it. Or you're having a character who, like, and I know part of it is because I watched the original and I can't separate the two. But if you're having a character in the original who would most of the time disarm or, like, shoot in a way that wouldn't kill. And, yeah. and if he did, it was an act like hardcore accent or like I had to doing that yeah, right. versus in this you're, he's like literally you can look at the scene where he pulls out the gun and shoots the guy like point like within three feet. And that's not how it looked because he is a martial artist. He would have kicked the guy or knocked the gun out of the hand and like elbowed him in the face. Right. But they're just showing it because they don't care. And it's like, well, oh, no, yeah, because these, are, these are action stars. They kill people, of course, whatever. Right, right. It's like a fundamental misunderstanding of the character. <laughs> It'd be like if they made Trigun and they're like, what if he shoots everybody? Like, that's Which not the, the point. literally <laughs> against the point of Trigun. It's like literally the exact opposite of Trigun. So I guess I mean, we can we could spend a whole episode talking about this because it is a very interesting piece of media. It's just disappointing. You know, it's like the Avatar The Last Airbender movie where you're just yeah. like, well. But, but, but that's the thing. So, and I, and I messaged Leah from the side characters about this today. There's two things that I am taking away from it getting canceled. One, where it's just like, I kind of feel bad because now it's going to be like, oh, yeah, these types of shows and these types of ideas don't sell. So we're not going to do it. And it's going to be like people looking at the things that I like and be like, oh, that's not good. And people, because the show did so bad, not wanting to go after the original because it's like, oh, yeah, the show sucked. And it got, obviously got canceled. So why would I watch anything else? And so it's like the idea that like these things that I like are going to get even more alienated. And this is like, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, though, because like anime is a extremely popular thing in america right like yeah, now yeah yeah um and i think what it is is that like the people that would watch this show which are like people that like anime are like no and then like people that don't watch anime watch this and are like this is just is just like a worse version of the avengers why bother you know yeah and then the other thing that's like the so there's like the good and bad it's like oh yeah it's gonna alienate the stuff i like even more and then the good ending is that they're gonna learn not to keep making live action reboots of animes that are already popular and successful because I'm just why do of... we keep doing this make new ideas rather than just making worse versions of the things that are good and and that's kind of what kills me about it is like i'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I don't read manga, but um, it's a fundamentally different thing to like sit down and read a book than it is to watch something. Like if you want to watch Cowboy Bebop, just watch Cowboy Bebop. Like you don't have to read a book. It's not like I'm saying don't ever do adaptations from like manga to anime or even manga to like live action. But when you take an existing anime and remove a significant part of it that made it cool which is the fact that it's animated which allows you to do far more like mm. yeah oh yeah we did talk about how horrible edward looks 
Oh, yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's the thing is you can just get away with a lot more in animation. Like, I, I think I said this about, like, Edward and Elle from uh, Death Note. Like, these are characters that do not work with a skeleton. <laughs> like, they, they only work with Gumpy physics, which you can do in animation and have it fit in the world. You can't do that with live action, so just don't. Like, if you... And also, then, the other thing that I was with, like, the Cowboy Bebop thing, like, if you want to do a live action thing... Do something wholly original. Take the characters and just tell or, a side story, you know? Or like with um, Edge of Tomorrow or whatever, take the world and then make your own story and own ending. Yeah, like there's there's ways to do this, but definitely just doing like a shot-for-shot shot reboot where you like try to fix problems kind of halfway and then like misunderstand the point of the show. <laughs> like, nope. Nope. Well, and this kind of goes back to the thing that I was saying about Dune, where, like, the new Dune movie feels like these. it was made by people that understood the source material and cared about it and then made a movie. Cowboy Bebop feels like someone was assigned, hey, make this like the Avengers, and then watched the anime and was like, sure, we can do that, and did not take the time to, like, understand that it's like a tragedy it's not night it's not a fun anime necessarily it's kind of sad like it's i mean it has the the fun things that happen with the monster of the week stuff not the main plot storyline and they tried to be the main plot storyline way more present than it was ever in the anime and also they tried to make it like have its moments of levity and fun too like having vicious talk about how great it feels to have his balls shaved with a straight razor which was a weird scene we're yeah. having our villain talk about his balls yeah it's just it yeah well and i i that was something i messaged you is they just like made every character lame like what? yeah yeah they took the versions that were like vicious was supposed to be this cool inevitable like quote-unquote evil that like hunt spike down because he's like of the his, joker it's, it's his yeah. past and he's supposed to yeah. be like he has you know who he is but there's not too much information within the show on visions he just shows up how he is but then they had to go and explain his whole backstory and explain this whole thing and they made it really lame and dumb also i'm gonna say i don't i don't think anyone i don't think a human can be an anime villain like, when you look at your standard anime villains like Vicious or, um, what's the one from Trigun who almost looks exactly the same? Knives. Um, knives or, uh, oh, God of Blue Summers, either one of them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these anime villains that somehow always have white hair. Yeah. And it's always, like, long and they carry a sword and they wear a trench coat. The moment you put a real human in that, they look so dumb. No one can pull off that look. No human can. It plays an anime. If you give a guy a sword and a trench coat, they look like they're from the Highlander. Which, if you've never seen Highlander, watch it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> but everyone just looks like a character from Highlander. Yeah, and the, like, I, I, I just, I just don't know. Like, maybe there's a world where it could have been good, but it really, it's like, like I said, it would be great to have a whole episode about it. We're probably not going to do that, but like. It's an interesting thing that happened in media. It really, truly is. It's it's almost like, a, I don't know, I, I'm always reminded of True Detective where a character says time is a flat circle. Yeah. Um, it's like, we, we've been here before. Like This, yeah. is, this is exactly what happened with Avatar The Last Airbender. I mean, with Avatar show. The Last Airbender, they had less of an excuse. That's like an american show yeah, that then got adapted by, by americans, americans and they still screwed it up like i understand with anime you are dealing with like 
I'm never going to inherently understand anime as well as someone from Japan. Like there is a cultural difference there that I just don't inherently understand that culture as well. Um, But so that adds another level of difficulty to this, you know, but yeah, it's uh, put in the work though. But either way, like I will say the one thing is it was better than Ghost in the Shell. Like it did not upset me as it did not upset me as bad as Ghost in the Shell did. Now, wait, which ghost in the shell? Oh, are you talking about the movie or the new uh, the, the new anime? The live action, not Oh no, the new an, the new the Netflix anime is also bad. Also, I thought they were making season 2 of it come out in November. I'm like, "Oh man, I can't wait to yell about this to Cody." And no, they just made like a compilation movie out of the show and I'm like, "Oh, so you cut out 90% of the plot because all the other stuff sucked." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so we're not getting season 2 for a while. But yeah, yeah, I still don't... better than both of those, Cody. It's still better than both of those. I think I disagree with you, but it's a hill I'm not willing to die on. <laughs> Why? Because you know I'll destroy you. No, because I they're both bad. It's like, what do I gain by being like, well, actually, I think that there was some uh, pretty was good say- visual effects done. In the, oh, in the uh, Scarlett Johansson movie? Yeah. Visually, yeah, it was great visually, but like the movie itself sucked. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't no. got to get into this, well, Jordan. I'm, I'm well, agreeing no, no, they're no, both no. bad. I'm not, not going to argue, but like even Cowboy Bebop visually was also really good. No, it wasn't. It looked so dumb. What are you kidding? Do you remember the scene where Jet just walked into a house that looked like my house? Not just ta- like a not- straight up suburb. Cody, not talking about that. I was talking about how they animated the space travel and all the spaceships and stuff. That was cool. 90% of the time, what it looked like they did is they made a 3D model, and they stuck paced, it in a train it. yard, yeah. and then had the person just walking near it. And yeah. then they were just in a train yard. Yeah. There were so many scenes that was like, this looks like Definitely it was shot in Michigan. Yeah. And then they just glued a spaceship in the Wait, background to be I like, need, space. Where was Cowboy Bebop shot? Because I need it had to have been Toronto. I'm guessing it has it was to be Canada. Toronto or Vancouver. Oh, I, I meant Vancouver. I meant Vancouver, not Toronto. Please be Vancouver. It has that feel to it. Netflix series Cowboy Bebop was shot over two years in New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay. You know what? That's also, yeah, that fits. Yeah, it absolutely does. Anyways, oh, do you want to know something funny, though? Do you want to know where uh, Ghost in the Shell was filmed? Vancouver. No, New Zealand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that just where they do? Was Death Note also filmed in New Zealand? No, no, no. New Zealand is just New Zealand. Like uh, Vancouver is like a huge film location. That's like a major part oh, of their. Death economy. Note was Vancouver. Yeah, so the two was film it? locations, <laughs> you New know, Zealand it does. or Vancouver. It looks, it looks like Seattle. That totally yeah, fits. Yeah, <laughs> you know the forest, but the forest. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, yep. we don't need to talk about Cowboy Bebop anymore because we've already off camera have like talked about it plenty and i've talked about it on two different shows of mine so i don't need to keep going but cody is there any is there is there you got another one we could keep going you got another one i have so many um yeah so this one we both watched and i i know we've already talked about a little bit but i i'm disappointed in you for this one malignant i i want to talk about malignant Okay, Cody, Cody, the only reason we disagree, the only reason is because I looked at the trailers and I thought it was going to be this like super serious, scary horror movie. And then it turned out to be a camp filled rob where there's a Matrix-esque fight scene at the end. I and, loved and every I will moment say of that it's, movie. It, it is, it's good when you recognize it as what it's supposed to be. When I went in thinking it was supposed to be something completely different, I was like, what the hell? 
it is good when you recognize it as the weird camp fest that it is. It's it's one of those perfect Halloween movies to me because you know sometimes you watch horror like if it's Halloween, you're hanging out with some friends, you're having a good time, you just want to be a little scared or whatever. It's like what do you watch now, right? Like Halloween Kills was terrible. It was really trying to be smart, ended up falling flat garbage then they make him into a literal like actual horror monster rather he's just a demon now it's he's just jason Voorhees. it makes me so mad it doesn't matter we can't get it we We, can't i can't talk about this i'll just get angry you know you watch um midnight mass depressing hard to watch then it's like i just want to be scared and have a good time and it's like don't worry malignant has you covered scared though it is dumb from moment one, and I was just smiling ear to ear. The moment you see the tiny little monster sticking out her back, just like, yeah, yeah, like, yep, I'm sold. I love everything about this movie. It's just, it sets a tone at the beginning, and it absolutely follows that tone all the way through. I, I, it I, is so goofy. I will say, visually, my favorite thing about the monster when it's revealed is its eyes. Its eyes are the funniest thing because when it like cracks yeah. up and it has these two like almost like googly bobbly like eyes. You know that like one kids book where it has like the eyes all like all the animals and you open it up and like it's these big like round. Go- That's the eyes that they threw on the back of the Wicked Monster, and it was so funny. It, was- it reminds me of a theater themed murder movie I saw where there was like a guy who was, I think, it, I can't remember what it was called now, but I watched it with some friends in college. And it was like the campiest, stupidest movie about this guy who was like a, he like played rock guitar and killed people in the theater program or something like that. It was so goofy. He like used like a saw blade or something to like play his guitar while he's chopping people with it and i'm like that's what it reminded me of it's like of course he has to this murder thing has to have a unique weapon and they wear a black trench coat and they do backflips and stuff and i'm just like totally here for it i love every second of it backflips and stuff worked as opposed to freaking cowboy bebop that just did it in the worst way i mean like i will say again they have a um what did i call it a matrix matrix esque fight scene at the end where this thing yeah. is dodging and killing like 20 people <laughs> in a room who all have guns and this thing is killing it with a customized like spear knife that it made yeah it's the dumbest thing in the world it's like made out of a trophy yeah, like ma- that ma- would, yeah it was made out of break. a trophy that they turned like it was like this like angel wings trophy that they turned into like a spear like knife well there's just like so many questions that it's just like why ask the question when it's so much more fun not to and this movie doesn't need you know it's okay so you remember how i said i watched a quiet place and my problem with that was it brought up questions and then didn't answer them like my issue with that movie was it like kind of half wanted to be like "Ooh, we're gonna get into how we do the survival stuff and then you look at how they do the survival stuff and you're like you're bringing it up so now i want to ask like this isn't just in the background you're bringing it to the front it's like no, this is a movie that's just like, don't worry about the details. We're shoving all those to the back. The point is, there's a monster doing flips and ripping people's spines out. It's like watching Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, there, there's a scene where there's a lady, like, imprisoned in an attic, and then yes. she falls through the attic into the main floor of the house. Yes. Which meant she fell through the second floor of the house. Oh, because snap. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> right? She falls through into the main floor. They establish a second floor. So she fell <laughs> She fell five feet 
hit the ceiling of the second story, fell through <laughs> that, forward. hit the floor of the second story, fell through that, and then hit the ground, and somehow lived. She fell like 30 feet through three floors, <laughs> and it's just alive. I'm like, I don't care. I love it. It doesn't matter. There's a scene where she's put in a prison cell that's just like, the ceiling is like 30 feet tall. And there's 100 people crammed in there. And they're like, we think you're a murderer. Go oh, yeah, in here. That, there's that was no like the guards. Holding cell for all the, yeah, we think you're a murderer. Go in there with all these people. And then she, like, that's that's when she murders all the people in the jail. <laughs> the police precinct looks like a, like a, like a, uh, like a gymnasium and that's yeah. so they can have the crazy fight scene but yeah. i'm like there has never been a police yeah, that, precinct that, that, that police that is the size precinct of a was football d- was field made that is in open. a ballroom that police <laughs> yeah, precinct was a yeah. ballroom makes no sense there's a part where they wander through like the sub city of what city is the set in like seattle or something yeah it sounds, i don't care but they like have this whole chase scene through there for no reason and never comes up again and I don't care. It looked cool. <laughs> like it's just everything about it. I'm like, I don't need an explanation for why this is here because it's more fun than it is there. So I'm fine with it. I don't need to know why. <laughs> My point is I loved this movie. I watched it alone in a hotel room and it yeah, brought me a yeah, lot I of joy. You texted, hey, you want to watch it? I was like, hey man, I'm too busy doing something else. Sorry, I can't watch it. No, it's fine. I just I sat there alone. I, I ate my noodle soup and I uh that sounds sad. I got very good fun. No, no, but, no, no, um, no. You you had a fun you're allowed to do that. You had a fun done. I'm glad you did it. No, I'm just saying I wasn't sitting alone in a hotel with a cup of noodles. Like Oh a, yeah, you just I, the literal <laughs> cup of noodles just like <laughs> No, I, I I had very good Vietnamese food. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you had some fun and had some good times. Yeah, it was it was great. It was that was an enjoyable afternoon. But I uh yeah, loved that movie. I want more movies like that. Just just abandon just abandon artistry. Sometimes I want cake. Give me cake. Sometimes I sometimes I don't need I don't always need uh a uh a midnight mass. Sometimes I just want something fun. Every time you say midnight was. mass, I think with the rebel yell like for some reason with the midnight mass she cried both that's what goes through my head i don't know why like, i don't think the syllables even fit no they don't but okay can i tell you the thing that i actually like legitimately made me mad about um malignant like the one thing is that they were very coy with the soundtrack and every now and then you're like when they zoom out you'll hear like a and like you recognize the tune. You know exactly what that tune is. And then it hits you where your friend goes, wait, is that just the Pixies? Is that just where is your mind? Is, are you just being coy with me? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Love Trin, it. I was watching it's a trend and a so bunch of people. The and notes. the first time it hit, Trin is just like, is that the Pixies? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. It's like, I recognize that it might be. And then the second time, it's like, yeah, it's the Pixies. Yeah, I'm actually like, when it really, when it really like rips into it too, and it like really is like, yeah, we're doing that. And I'm like, I love it. Yeah, like, it made me so bad because they were so coy about it too. It's like, oh yeah, get this. Like, like she's struggling with like, oh yeah, it's her brain, the thing that's going crazy. Where is her mind? And it's like, I hate you. I have no problem with it. It's <laughs> exactly because this is what I mean, though. This I is like, this is the Ichabod thing. This is the Ichabod thing where it's like, it is so corny and on the nose. It, it's like Drag Me to Hell. You remember that movie? Did I never Drag saw Drag Me to Hell. I love it because it's just like, I'm doing, I'm doing a Sam Raimi horror movie as on the nose as possible. And there is a goat that is going to attack you and bite your face. Like, yes, I'm here for it. It's stupid and I love it. It's exactly how I feel about this. It's just like, you know what? 
This is about a, a your brain becoming evil. Where is my mind by the pixies? We're just playing that the hey, whole time. What, That's what song, the only song. What song do you think would fit this movie? Where like her brain is turning. Obviously, where is your mind by the pixies? Are you? An yeah. Idiot? Why do anything else? Like, do you want us to compose moron? something? Like, no, don't compose anything. Just make it scary. Sound. Yeah, yeah. Just do da, da, da. it. Go da, da, all over the place. Anyways, also oh, my next one. So, so I guess. I'll go over a bunch of them at once. So for October, I watched a ton of horror movies and some of like the standout ones to me. Um, I had never seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street and um, that movie holds oh. up so hard. It's yeah. real good. And yeah, like, yeah like, Nightmare on Elm Street's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we don't, okay, we don't have to really talk about it. Like Nightmare on Elm Street was a great movie. And then, Hmm? What up? Did you watch more of those? Real quick. Did you watch no, more of no, those? No, no. I mean, you gotta I, get, I, at least I've get to seen, Dream Warriors. I, I've seen. I have not seen Dream Warriors, but I have seen bits and pieces. I saw Freddy versus Jason. I've seen bits and pieces here and there. But Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, amazing film. Yeah, that's where like because in that one he's not Freddy. He's yeah, he's Fred not Kruger. jokey. He's not calling people bitch all the time. He's not running around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's just like yeah. I'm gonna get you. It was like the worst. Dream Warriors is the one where he's like, "What do you do, it, bitch?" That's, yeah, yeah, that's we're, Dream we're like they found like, "Hey, what word? Like, what would make him seem scary?" I don't know. Just have him say "bitch" a bunch. Holy no, man. that's that. I think that's again. It's like in Dream Warriors is so dumb, and I love it. It's just camp all the way through. Yeah, I'll, I'll, have, to, I'll have to check Dream War- Warriors out because I'm, I did really love it, and like the other stuff is it's fun. The other stuff I have seen from it, I forget which ones, but I know for sure I have seen Freddy versus Jason. That movie is so bad. The movie's so bad. But um and then Netflix's movie The Ritual was so cool. Did I see The Ritual? Um it's it's one of, it's not camp, it's one of your actual like horror movies they like, trying to be artistic scary horror movie. And I think they did a freaking great job. It's um these friends go like hiking to honor their dead friend and I think like no. um, Sweden or Norway, one of the like um one of those countries. Swedish, like, yeah. Swedish. Yeah, yeah. So they go in Sweden, they go hiking, then they get lost in the woods where they're pretty much being stalked by this creature that want, like that this like small community is pretty much sacrificing people to so that they could have everlasting life. Sorry, spoilers. I'll cut all that out. I just wanted to explain it to Cody. Spoilers. No, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I might so, actually so, watch this yeah, movie because I've seen it advertised. I never clicked on I it. I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's like more of your like serious horror movie thing and it like deals with this guy's grief where like, I mean, it's in the first five minutes of the film. Like, his friend died basically because he was unable to act during a robbery. And so his friend got killed during it. And, yeah, it's... But then, like, it follows through this, like, they're walking through the forest and this thing is hunting them. And it's just done so well. And I, I, I really liked it. And the monster design was real cool. When they finally show the monster, his real creepy looking, but also kind of dumb looking at the same time, which I also like. I didn't know there was a monster in it, so I'm excited. <clears throat> Spoiler, but yeah, no. The oh ritual, no, it's fine. I'm not. Yeah, ritual I'm not is mad. very good. It, I I enjoyed. It. See, the reason I know you like more camp than you like serious horror, and that's why I'm like so scared. To be no, like, I like both. Movie. I, I like both. I mean, I, I I loved Midnight Mass, which was just entirely serious, <laughs> like no camp yeah. at all. Yeah, I, I I just enjoy a movie that can commit to being fully goofy and just yeah. have fun with it. Yeah, no, I I really liked the ritual. I say check it out. I really liked it. Um, then the uh, and there's a lot of cool like visual effects and cool things that they threw do throughout the movie that like tie in certain plot points, and it's it's real cool. And then the other like horror movie that really stood out to me was um. The Mark Duplass film um, Creep and Creep Two, which really that looks stupid. I'm interested. It 
is though and it's the thing the reason that creep was so scary to me is because i know someone who acts like that and everything that happens in the movie was way too real to me because i have been friends with that guy before i've known that guy who's just like really weird and takes things a little too far and it's like it's like oh i could have been murdered at any point Uh when we're done recording i need to know whether that friend is me no no absolutely (laughs) I think you know who that friend is. I think I do too, but I'm not going to say it on air for obvious reasons. That didn't happen. Okay, but yeah, no, like, um, I knew that person. And it was like, like when, when watching movies, it's like everything made me so uncomfortable because it was so real to me. And I thought Creep was just a fantastic movie. Creep 2, not so much because it felt like, like, the scary thing or the thing that stood out about the first one is like, like, you didn't really know where it was going. And then after seeing how the first one ends, you kind of know. And so the second one is like, okay, you know what to expect from this guy. Yeah, right. You know his kind of game that he plays. And yeah. that's why it was like a lot less like of a thing to me. So yeah. Um, a bunch of um, then oh, Grave Encounters, your like stupid like walk around like a school or stuff, found footage thing, and then everything turns evil. That that was also another fun movie I really enjoyed. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't hear about that one. Interesting. Yeah. It's like 2006. <laughs> it's old, but it's yeah. It's, oh, so it's older. Yeah, it's okay, a found gotcha. fo- It's found footage things. It's fine. But yeah. So what what else you got? Uh, okay. So your child's waking up. No, okay. uh, well, you're staring off. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> I have my list over here, so I'm oh, looking this okay. way. I'm I, thought, I thought you were looking at the baby monitor. I was like, oh. No, baby monitor's right in front of my face. Oh, I would say, else. like, the next thing I kind of want to just briefly mention as, like, generally I have enjoyed is a lot of the shows on Disney+. Plus. Like, I really like The Mandalorian, um, and I am enjoying the new Marvel stuff that's weird. Oh, shoot. I almost forgot. Sorry, keep going. Sorry, keep going. So, like, uh, WandaVision, I really enjoyed, and I really enjoyed... Um, what was the other one? Oh, Loki. Really liked I Loki. I really need to watch Loki. It's it's really fun. It's really good. I All of these shows where they're just like, hey, you know, we kind of have this weird setting to deal with. And instead of just doing like we're going to have um, monsters punch each other, why don't we just have people sit in a room and talk and have bonkers stuff happen? I'm like way more interested in this than just doing another thing where a kind of copy of the hero shows up and they kill each other at the end. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, that's kind of why um, I fell out of Marvel for a little bit is because every yeah, Marvel, s- like movie became the same thing where it's just like, hey, he gets his power. He's unsure about his power. And then a copy of the hero comes up and he has to fight him at the end. That's like I haven't watched the latest three movies. And I also didn't watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because that those just all felt kind of too samey. And yeah. I, I've heard Falcon and Winter Soldier is really good. I should watch it. Um, but like the Black Widow movie, the... Is it, uh, gosh, Eternals and what's the other one? Yeah. Yeah, Black Widow, like, Shang-Chi, Eternals, I have not even touched those. And I think there was one. The only one I'm even, watch. the only one I'm even, like, vaguely interested in is Shang-Chi. The other, like, Eternals, I'm just like, I Oh, just... I could care less about Eternals. The, the thing that kills me is I really like Kumail Nanjiani. So it's like, I want to watch it for his sake. But yeah. I could just watch his stand up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like. Movie he's been in. I, I yeah I mean I have I I have the big sick is actually an excellent movie and Stuber was fun so I don't need to watch the I mean, turtles I'm, I'm scared for him because every time like a comedian or like funny guy gets really buff their life gets to this like weird point like Chris Pratt is kind of a weird character in pop culture right now if 
if it ever comes out that he's like a secret horrible person, it's really gonna hurt me. That's I, I, that's see, the, the thing that's is, the one that would be. I can sad see for more me. being an asshole than being like a secret horror person. Like like I I I don't think he is because like I I've listened to podcasts. I've met people who actually know him, and they all have always said he's a great person. I Not just, directly I have, to me on their podcast. <laughs> he's like he's like one of those comedians I've followed for a very long time. So like yeah, that would that would be like my no, my boy. What Look what they've done to my boy. To my beautiful boy. Yeah, I would I would be, I would be pretty <laughs> yeah, sad. I mean, if it turns but, out he's a monster. <laughs> but Eternals, like there was nothing in Eternals that made me want to watch it. Yeah, like I I looked at all the stuff for it. I'm like, this just looks boring. <laughs> like I don't know, no, like nothing. Like you know when you see a trailer and it grabs you. Sometimes that can be a lie. Like you know what trailer really made me think I was gonna love the movie was um like what's it called in the city of a thousand worlds oh, yeah, or Valerian. something like that. Yeah, that movie sucks. I was like, this movie's gonna be awesome. The trailers, and then I watched the movie. Like this movie's trash. <laughs> It was upsettingly bad because the trailer it was, was really cool. And there's that scene where he's like running through all the like different spaceships oh, it and so it looks cool. so cool. And then you watch the movie oh, and it's just bad. Lame. Start to finish. It was just bad. Lame. The whole thing, the relate the like main relationship between the two characters sucks. It's all boring. And then yeah, Rihanna, it's... like I like Rihanna, but her character was horrible. And then oh, she was it, wasn't she? Hmm? Yeah, that was Rihanna. Straight up Rihanna. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. That was straight up Rihanna. She's great, but yeah. like that movie sucks. Dumpster fire. <laughs> like I, yeah, I like Dumpster fire of a movie. <laughs> you know that movie was good, and well, I I don't know. I liked Watchmen the movie, but I know I think some people hated it. But uh, I, I, I that don't movie. really care about it. Uh, the Watchmen That's TV fair. show was fantastic. I still haven't watched that yet. It's it's really good. It's really you've good. told me you've told me good things. Yeah, it's it's um, it's really good. I I really really really. Enjoy. Oh, and then I think we can both like just briefly mention that this was pretty good. Is a uh, Star Wars Visions. Oh uh, yeah, that's the thing really where I was fun. like I forgot. That's what I was talking about. Star yeah. Wars Visions, fantastic. Absolutely like to me, fantastic. like Mandalorian and Star Wars Visions, it's like they're doing what they should do. You with know Star why Wars. they're good. And it's probably what you're about to say. Go on and say they it. They have nothing to do with the main story, Absolutely. the main family. They are, we have this world of Star Wars. It's fun. It's just like a kind of like a grungy sci-fi world and we can just tell stories in it and uh, kind of go back to the original inspirations for the setting, which is like old Westerns and samurai movies. So that's what we're doing. Okay. And it's perfect. I love The Mandalorian and I really enjoyed a lot can, of visions. Can, can I say something? And like, I, I, I know I'm probably wrong on this. You can tell me I'm wrong. We can have a discussion about it. But like, I think the issue is that we keep trying to make these stories very white. With uh, like the Skywalker with Star Wars? Star Wars. We're trying to make it like a very... sky. Like We're trying to keep it like this white... It's kind of like why Hillary Clinton didn't get elected. It's because we're trying to keep with this white dynasty family that people aren't interested in. We want other more interesting politics. We want other more interesting stories, but we're trying to tie it to this white dynasty. I think it's... I, I do think it's an issue of trying to like keep... Keep the story like um, kind of all in the family, I guess. Well, the, like the main, sorry, the new pre, sorry, the new um, trilogy could have been fantastic if we didn't have to make it about the main, like, like tie it to the main story. The solo yeah. movie could have been like you. I know you like. I think you liked solo, right? I did. I, I like that I, could, one weirdo that just enjoyed if they solo. They didn't constantly keep trying to tie it to the main story, and they just had a. Those solo were the run. parts that I liked the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it could have been way better. And the thing that worked for me for Visions, it had nothing to do with anything else except yeah. for like you see Boba Fett at one point, and we like see like little snippets of it, but like 
That's all. Well, and like, I don't mind cameos. Like, a lot of people got mad at Mandalorian for having Boba Fett show up and, like, Luke Skywalker shows up for five seconds. I'm fine with it. Like, I don't mind it because it's not really about the main story, though. Like, having these little cameos where people can be like, oh, it's Boba Fett. That's exciting. Like, sure, I get it. You want to see your Boba Fetts. That's fine. Um, but, like, just don't have it be about the main story. And what you said that I totally agree with is just, like, having it have to be all related to the dynasty is really where the later trilogy to me felt well and okay so this is a lot my brief thing is i loved last jedi it's like one of my favorite star wars mainline movies because i thought it actually had something interesting to say about a hero which is a hero afterwards what happens to him after he feels like he has failed after he sees that the galaxy can go back to fighting even though he's done all these things becomes a hermit i enjoyed that part and i loved that ray was a nobody she had no connection to any of this like people that like matter can come from anywhere they don't have to be bloodline they don't have to be related to anyone like there aren't great families people aren't chosen there aren't families chosen by the force to matter it can be anybody anyone can have relevance anyone can grow and become well, so, you know an important person and have relevance then they're like no she's a palpatine like well, well that, that's, right. the, the, it was the politics that well not like the actual politics it's the politics within the movie that ruined the movie where it's like we had the first one and they set up like the like you know pretty much doing the same thing again and then ryan johnson came in and he made his own like story and stuff and then the third movie is done by um jj abrams again so what happened is we jj abrams and then ryan johnson set up a bunch of cool stuff like at the end you see that one kid move the broom with the force and so shows like oh anybody yeah. can have the force type of thing and it's like oh my thought of where it was gonna go is that ray was going to like it was pretty much gonna be like the third season of um legend of Korra, where like she's trying to make the air t- like the air nation all over again it's like oh we're trying to get back the jedi yeah. temple by getting all these people who can i thought it was gonna be like that and then J.J. Abrams nixed literally all that stuff out, pretty much deleted because it's like, oh, no, 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 this wasn't my idea for the movie, so I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make her this thing. And so all the politics and all of that, like, retconning that the two did back and forth ruined the series. Well, ruined that yeah. uh, trilogy. And I'm like, uh, I, I really, it's Ryan Johnson, yeah, right? Ryan Johnson. I really like Ryan Johnson. Yeah, because so- he's Knives Out, right? Yeah, he's Knives Out and Looper, and I love both of oh, those movies. Oh, he's Looper too. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like him too. Then. Yeah. And then they just like were like, "Hey, you know that idea you had that was really cool, where Luke Skywalker is a recluse because he's realized that maybe like dogmatic Jedi aren't that cool, and Rey is a nobody, and uh, you know." you're going to actually have to see like a guy become a villain and Hux is going to be interesting. And they're like, no, all that, all that go out the window. Like that scene where Hux nearly takes over everything. Hux nearly does a coup. There's like, oh, it's right there. Hux almost just is like, I'm the emperor of everything. and just, you know, shoots, uh, uh, what's his name? Kylo Ren in the head. It's like, oh, it's so close. Like, you know, Hux wants it. I love that. Like, uh, there was so many cool things and they're just like, no, what if everything's lame? Like, and I, and I guess it is table the, ongoing battle that like we're kind of seeing where it's the new ideas versus do what works sorry not do what well, works. sorry sorry do what sells new ideas yeah and i mean i sells. think the the a nice lot of people thing got is like that last jedi because it was so different that's like the weird thing right is it it's like this weird bouncing of like you can only go so far and then the nerds get mad and then if you but like a lot of people hated um uh, rise of skywalker yeah, like that is not a, a well-received movie so like they really just 
screwed. I just hope they're kind of done making movies and are like, because Mandalorian is like the most popular thing ever. And visions was really well received. So like, just do that guys. You're, you figured it out. They could take like things that happen in visions and expand on them. Like, um, the five, the nine Jedi, um, episode of visions could be its own little series because they left it there. Um, the, um, I think episode nine with like the bunny girl and her like sister, that could be its own series. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a ton of good stuff there, there. and even just like the uh, the feel that they got with those are so good and so interesting. I mean, and like, just well, they, like so, Star Wars relies way too much on like the things they set up and the like so the base world building, the things they set up, and the dynasty family. But like, the, my favorite episode was of uh, Visions was episode four with um the like the world the world building one where like the like one lone jedi lands on the world and like she meets her master and they kind of walk through and find out this one vision oh sorry village who technically believes in the force but it's not the they don't call it the force and like they yeah they, you sh- they show that whole wedding ceremony and like the like magic that like the force that happens within the planet and then like you have like the really like heart like just like grab my heart scene at the end where she comes out and like says like the thing that they worship and then says may the force be with you and does like a really cool like like samurai move at the end and it was just spot on perfect like they did so much with the world building that wasn't just hey the force exists and here's a planet it was like hey here's how the force interacts with the planet here's how the people believe in the force but don't technically be- like they don't call it the force they made this really cool idea that we don't ever see in the movies Ever. No, and, and it's and I mean this has happened before, like with Star Wars, which is like this weird thing where my, I think my favorite era, like timeline wise of Star Wars, is Clone Wars, yeah. and my least favorite movie is Clone Wars. Yes, <laughs> but the show is amazing. <laughs> like the show's so good. Um, so it's like yeah, they've like done these spinoff series before that have been really, really, really good. And, like, especially with Visions, like, yeah, there are those episodes that both visually, like, the artistry of them is great because they're all, like, you know, unique art styles and they're really cool and, like, give an interesting feel to the world. And then the stories themselves are, like, they have that short story vibe, you know, where it's, like, it's a really short chunk of time. So they have to be really efficient and giving you a lot of information in just this little bit. But it leaves you wanting more. Like, every single one of those, like, oh, I wanted, like, an hour more of this story. But that's what makes them so good is that, like, they don't over-explain everything. They just kind of let it be subtle and they let you fill in these little gaps. Like, my favorite – I think my favorite one was the first one, right? Like, where it's, like, two Sith that are yeah. dueling each other in this village. Like, oh, I loved it. It's so good. Yeah, it's just – but again, like, didn't tell you a lot of things, left a lot of stuff up to your imagination. And that's perfect because that's all you need. Like, you can be subtle. Um, I mean, my favorite top three were – um, the nine Jedi's, the world building one, episode four, and then the um, punk rock band. Yeah, the and that one was just fun. Yeah, it was just, it was just fun. It, like and I know first like, oh yeah, I like, bet you like the coming out. I bet you like the um, punk rock one. It's like yeah, because it was fun. I didn't mean that in a mean not, way. No, no, like, not that you. Just not you. Like another feels... friend did. It was like no, the punk oh. rock one was really great. I enjoyed because it was just like fun. I watched that one and did go like, oh, this is the episode that is like made did for George. Did you watch it sub or dubbed? <laughs> oh, definitely dubbed. Ooh. Yeah, I know, I know, I know I, that sub is better technically. The thing is, I watched some it. of the dub stuff for it, and and I hate. I'm not trying to be like, but like, it was originally made in Japanese, so like the voices 
match more naturally to the characters because that's who they actually intended to work on them and that it's yeah. so the sub does sound a lot better no offense see that's what okay this is like an aside about subbed versus dubbed anime i know that's true but if you watch dubbed anime and then you try to watch the subbed version it like breaks your brain when a character that you so like it'd be like if i watched dragon ball z and vegeta sounded different yeah well, my yeah, brain well, would well, fall well, apart well, the thing is if you start with a sub you watch the sub all the way through if you start with a dub you watch yeah. the dub all the way through there was one anime switch. like i start with a sub and then like we were watching illegally and i um ran out of episodes that were still subbed and they only had a dub for some reason and the dub literally broke my mind yeah literally it's like i, I just like, usually I, like, we do need dub, to like so, you know. find a better illegal site to watch the sub because i cannot watch this dubbed because the voice like but like i said it's because and like i know everybody has their elitist views on it or whatever but it's because it was originally the characters were originally picked to be these like sometimes yeah and i noticed when i was watching an anime recently that the lips line up a lot better because designed oh well sure yeah i mean it's just and it just in my brain works and like yeah watching a sub is work it's work you it's work yeah, you have to be paying attention more. And I mean, I'm like, anime, it's a lot easier to sell that the lips are matching the, because, you know, like, it's a lot yeah. less movement. But, you know, like, if you watch, like, one of the old I think for me, it was movies. a lot of, like, huh? Old martial arts, martial art movies and, like, hero well, and stuff. Well, yeah, that's, that's, like, stereotypically where people would say it comes from. But for me, it was, like, a lot of Godzilla movies where, like, it's, like, not even close, oh my God, you know? The old Godzilla <laughs> movies are so great because of that. I remember one of my favorite moments was in Godzilla 2000. He fights this weird alien thing. And there's like this guy, like protagonist, like human, who's like pretty much like trying to get Godzilla killed the whole time. But at the end, he gets up on the building right before he gets crushed or whatever. And he looks at the camera. His lips move a bunch. And then he says, there's a little Godzilla in all of us. Looks up as Godzilla's about to crush him. Godzilla! And then gets crushed. And it's like the greatest thing because you know that's not probably not what he originally said. Or it was like translated to fit. But it was so funny. He moves his lips a bunch. There's a little Godzilla in all of us. Godzilla! This is like so good. It's so good because dubs can do that. Like that. I miss the old Godzilla movies. Now we have to have like the new Godzilla movies are just professional wrestling. Yeah, they th- those ones thing. are like right on the level of so dumb. I don't even like the first one. I just legitimately thought was good. The second and then one, the second I two are just because like because it was professional wrestling, and I didn't see whatever. The, one, so. <laughs> the the third one I just love because a monkey fought a guy with an axe, and I'm just like, sure, why not? <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> it's it, it's it's just it's great. I I I love the old campy Godzilla stuff because they were so dumb like that. Oh yeah, I mean, I watched those growing up so much. Yeah, yeah, that was like that yeah, was like, that was it was them. that and like those old martial art movies like Bruce Lee. Um, and I didn't ever watch a lot of those. I watched like Jackie Chan movies, oh, Jack- but a lot I mean, of those he was like he was speaking English yeah. in them, you know. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Jackie Chan is fantastic. <laughs> Just oh yeah, yeah that that was that was that I think that uh I think Jackie Chan caused more near death injuries between me and my brother, you know, probably because. We, we watched Jackie Chan yeah, and I'm like, hit me with a chair, you know, yeah. like we're going to jump off this thing, you know, so thank you, Jackie Chan Tom for childhood Cruises, bruises. Like, Jackie Chan, I will say for doing his own stunts and like being like an actual like action star is a little bit more prolific in my mind than Tom Cruise will ever be. 
Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, uh, he he's so seems, charming. He seems way more genuine than Tom Cruise ever will. Yeah, like, he just seems like a very huggable person that then throws himself off of buildings. Yeah. And just, like, as a physical comedian, yeah. Jackie Chan is incredible. Well, like, all he's so <laughs> funny. Like, the, the way he moves and... Huh? I said the tuxedo and the medallion, and there's, like, another one that's a um, comedy uh, martial arts film that he did. Like yeah, well, I mean, just, like, even when he's in, like, more serious movies, his actions are always still, like, the fights have punchlines almost, you know, it's great, I don't know, I, he's, like, my favorite. He's a good, um, you got anything else? Because there's one that I do want to hit on because it was a recommendation by you, but is there anything else you got? Uh, Rapid Fire, the webcomic Let's Play is really, or the webtoon Let's Play is really good if you're um, ever interested in that. Webtoon Stagtown is really good. It's really weird horror stuff. It is. Oh, you've it read is. Stagtown? I've read some of it. I haven't it's finished it, but yeah. freaking weird that I love That's Stagtown. That's one that Diana suggests to me, like, constantly. Oh, I thought I uh, That and play old RTSs. They're great, oh, and man. I love RTSs. I'm glad that you've read Stagtown, so now I don't feel so alone, because I thought I was just alone here with this weird... No, weird talk thing. to Diana about it. She is, like, way on board for Stagtown. Okay, I'll, I'll message her later. Um, okay, so the thing that I did that you recommended a long time ago, and I finally got to this year, was um, Every Heart a Doorway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the yeah, 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 yeah. Harry Potter for golfs is what it comes out to be. Because it's so hardcore, just Harry Potter for golfs. I loved it, but it's Harry Potter for golfs. <laughs> and it's very, very emo aesthetic Harry Potter. But it was a very, very interesting book. And I, I liked it, but it, there's like parts of it that were extremely unsettling. Like the whole having children dissect a body thing was a little, little weird. And by children, yeah. 17 year olds, yes. But like having kids dissect a body and being okay with it. <laughs> well,. And that entire series is really fun. I haven't like it, read it's... anything else except for Every Heart. Oh, it, but I really yeah, like I that don't... writer. Um, Shadow McGuire is very prolific. Like, has a ton of good content. Yeah, I want to say I've read some other stuff. Mm, I need to look. I need to look at the book list. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of good. Uh, there's the that Wayward Children series. The uh, I've read up through the third one, and there is a fourth one. So yeah, but the the first three of them are that I've read are very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed the first one. I like the whole mystery that's going through it, and I also like um the whole thing that Shauna McGuire does. She does a lot of books of brevity where they're very short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't waste your time. They're very very it, it's, concise it's to the point. Books, yeah, and I I, I really really enjoyed it and um yeah no oh, that's really all i have to say is goth harry potter it's a very good recommendation i'm glad you recommended oh. it to me but uh -oh. yeah so then my next recommendation for you is read a deadly education it's very good is it more goth harry potter yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh entirely different like not not it, it's you know still like kind of technically ya fiction but it's very 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 good you you will I promise you will love a deadly so education. I, I, because of how busy my life can get and how stressed and I don't always feel like sitting down to read. I don't read often. But um, have you read audiobook baby? Yeah, have you read the book Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin? No. Okay, but it's like one of the old like classic fantasy books, and it was one that Leah made me read for um side characters, and it actually turned out very good. And the thing that I really liked about it. Is that so? It's a book with a cast of pre predominantly like dark skinned characters, black and mm. other, 
And it's one that does it very subtly where like you don't even realize that the main character is dark skin or black or how you want to say until like closer to the end of the book. And it was one of those things where it's just like that that was very interesting how you do it. And I know they made like a live action remake of the book and they did it with them. Sean Ashmore as the main character, white ass Sean yeah. Ashmore in a bunch. Yeah, I was gonna say, only, I'm pretty sure that movie. Yeah, and there's and there's only, a lot of white people. Yeah, there's <laughs> only one black like main character of that whole movie, but the book it's like one like one or two light skin characters, and everybody else is dark skin or black. So like it's just like it was very interesting, and that was another interesting thing in media, seeing how media whitewashes in order to grab an audience where. It, it's subtle, but it is very obvious that all of these characters are black. I'm not trying to ignore you. My kid's awake. Okay, so. <laughs> but I'm going to see if he's about to put it. He might put himself back to sleep or he might start freaking it's out. It's either the end of the show or it's um, we're taking a break. Hey, so sorry about that. The end of the episode gets cut short quick because Cody had to go tend to his kid. But we did end up recording a second part to this, a little bit more of our media roundup, which was actually recorded a full month or two after this one. So that'll be coming out next week. So look forward to that. Sorry that we kind of just ramble on and then suddenly gone. But, you know, life happens sometimes. Thanks for listening and we will catch you with the end next week. 